We're back on the digital side hug, and it's the 30 ideas, guys. Yeah! Hey, are y'all excited to give us 30 good minutes? Really 30 good minutes. 30 ideas. But hey, this this podcast is going to be a little longer than 30 minutes. Why? Because we, well, Star Wars is coming out. (laughs) Today. It comes out today. Well, but except that we're gonna, we're recording it about a week in advance, so it doesn't actually come out today. Um, but let's do this. So at the start here, is it okay if we talk Star Wars for just a moment? So who's? Oh, okay. Who's the most <laughs> excited <laughs> of all of us? By the way, in case you've forgotten, I'm David Rubio. I'm Todd Lloyd. David Knox. I have not forgotten your David Rubio. <laughs> and your name is? David Skidmore. And David Skidmore is clearly the most excited about in Star Wars. Okay, so let's start okay. with this, and then and then we'll go from there. Uh, g- give me a... I'm not currently uh, in costume, however. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a youth... you got to save that for next week. He is wearing the youth minister costume. He's got a vest on. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated, this new J.J. Abrams Star Wars film. Who, who's going first? Is it overrated, underrated, or properly well, I think rated? I mean overhyped. No, no just how do we know? Yeah, okay, so hype, yes. Well, because the, the, the coming out of the movie, is it overrated or underrated or properly rated? I think, it, I think the movie has been uh, geniusly marketed and rolled out. And yes, it's been hyped. I mean, how could you not overhype it? His answer is properly, David. But I think it's uh, I think it's been genius the way they, the way they reveal little by little, market the toys and the and the merchandise. I think it's been great. I mean, very clever. So, is that properly I rated? I would say properly. Okay. But properly was probably overly. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I would say overrated, but but it's proper according to Star Wars standards. Like okay. it's the way they do it. You know, I I think it's perfect. I so, think they. I think Disney's done a real good job on their end. Yeah, I'm gonna, hiding the fact that it's Disney. And I don't disagree, you know, with with either of your points. Those of you that said it's essentially properly rated, I would tend to agree with Dedox, except not from the standpoint of Disney. I don't think it's been overhyped by the people who are trying to sell this movie on the public. I think with this movie, everyone has gotten a little too excited for for me. I. I I am not quite as excited as I was at first because so many people are going so bonkers over it. Um, Now, you know, on Grizzlies opening day, perhaps, you know, my my excitement for the Grizzlies season, you know, tends to ruin it for other people in my life. Uh, So maybe that's just I deserve this. But I would say a little bit overrated. I I am probably not going to see it the night it comes out. Mm. And I may even I may even wait a week or two, just to just to let it go and be done with it, so that I can enjoy it without all the hype that has been a little off the chart for me. I tried that with Green Lantern, and it really doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, David, you look disappointed in me. Have I crossed a line? Is there no going back now with our friendship? No, of course there is. No, yeah. <laughs> and you see whatever you want to see. You don't have to see it all if you don't want to see it. I'm glad to call you the day I see it and tell you what happens. So you've never Using voices. You, you asked a question earlier in our in the ramp up here as we were getting things situated. Um, is it is this the most excited you've ever been for a movie in your life? Well, I think it probably is the most excited I've ever been for a movie. Yes, I think and, I can't think of another movie. I'm, I'm you know I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. Yeah, um, I am. Uh, you know, I I just can't think of another movie. Even even the prequels, 
I was really excited for Phantom Menace before it came out, so I can't remember how excited I was, yeah. but um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Because everything old will be new again, and there's such nostalgia. The fact that this is after the ones I grew up on. Yeah. I'm not just watching a movie. I'm watching characters that I told stories about in, in you know in my head and in times we played with our friends and yeah. and there's a, there's there's a there is a connection to this myth and this story that it just doesn't exist for other movies that I might be excited about seeing. Star Wars and Harry Star Wars is the American mythology. I mean, it is the American mythology, in my opinion. Well, I, I am excited to see how it all plays out, and I, I hope I like it. I actually really think I will, based on what I've seen so far. I think I'm going to love it. I'm a, I'm a much bigger Star Trek fan, especially the next generation, than I was Star Wars. And, and when J.J. Abrams came out with the new Star Trek, it wasn't like it was without flaw. You know, For a guy that loves Star Trek, I, I found some issues with it. But I really genuinely loved it, and I think he's going to do a great job with Okay, well, let me ask you this question, because I really don't care anything about Star Trek. I never have watched it. I've seen, Wrath of Khan was a movie that I grew up on watching, so I saw it over and over and over again on HBO. I don't know that I've even seen the original Star Trek movie. I don't think I even saw Search for Spock. I don't think I've seen any of the others except for Wrath of Khan. But I loved it as a you kid. You didn't see Star Trek Four with I, the whales? Well, I, you saw the best one, but you missed some good ones. I have the cassette soundtrack with the whales, but I never saw the movie. <laughs> um, but here's my question. Yeah. I, I don't like Star Trek very much, but I saw the new movies that Abrams did, and I loved the movies. Yeah. Now, uh, I wasn't connected to those characters. I never really cared about them, but I loved the movies. They were like a roller coaster for me. So if he made me care about something that I don't even yeah. like, then I can only imagine one on one side. I can only imagine what I might do for something that I love. But my question <laughs> to you as a Star Trek fan, I've heard some Star Trek people say that was a great movie. It wasn't a Star Trek movie. So the question is, is this going to be a great movie, movie, but not a Star Wars movie? Yeah. That's just the thing I'm worried about. Yeah. I was more excited about Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, I was, totally. I was more excited about that. I, and I agree with that. Um, but I hope, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope at the end of this it was like I was a fool for not being uh, a bigger fan. An analogy here, you know, I hated the Michael Jordan years, and I now regret it. I, I lived through those years as an NBA fan, cheering against the Bulls, wishing Michael Jordan would just go away. I now realize I missed something beautiful and amazing. And even as a Grizzlies fan, being frustrated with what the Warriors are doing right now and Steph Curry, I'm, I've learned from that experience. And I am now wanting to experience as much of Steph Curry's brilliance and magic as I can. So I think if you could distill it, maybe I'm growing as a person in, in that regard. Uh, in, in, so growing in a completely irrelevant sense as a person. But uh, I really do hope it's fabulous. The fact that everything I've seen in the trailer, everything I've seen in the trailer is... Um, uh, Spectacular! I like yeah. the look of the just the visual look of it. I like it, and so I'm excited to see uh, all the things that we haven't seen I, so far. I haven't seen a single thing to criticize. I really do think everybody should make a prediction or something that okay. you want to see in the movie. All right, so let's go. Make a bold prediction or share something you'd like to see in this first Star Wars movie. Those are not, those are mutually exclusive for me. Well, I so that answer both. to me to me they're mutually inclusive because I want to see. A character that we really care about die. 
And I also think think it will happen. I want to see Boba Fett come back. That's all I care about. I want Boba Fett. If he's not back, I'm really disappointed. I, and I'm going to be disappointed. And it, it could be Boba Fett that dies. I'd be okay with that. No. I'm, I would <laughs> not be okay with that. I want to know what happened to Lando Calrissian, and I don't think we're going to get that exactly. We might hear something about him, but I don't think he's in the movie, unless it's a twist that I'm not expecting. Uh, I'm excited about seeing Admiral Akbar because he was always my favorite, and I want to see some more. <laughs> he was Man. your favorite. Oh, as a kid, I just loved Admiral Ackbar. I, I, I loved him too. As long as he says it's a trap, he won't say it's a trap. <laughs> he better. But um, but I want to see that. And the the fact that stormtroopers are real people in costumes that just that are in uniforms. Yeah. That they're real people is awesome because for me in the prequels it was unforgivable that every clone was yeah. a CG. I just I, I can't even. I, that's inexcusable to me. I, I um, want to see a, an unexpected cameo. Um, Matt Damon? Yeah, like uh, yeah, Interstellar. <laughs> hey, style, you it's Salman Rushdie. Like, I, I do. I want to... And, and that I, was and, such a great moment in the movie Interstellar. And I, I don't know if that, that means it's an actor we did not know was going to be in the movie or a, or a character we're not expecting to appear in the movie. Do you I have just a prediction? Want to see, I, no, I don't. I, know. I just want to I want it I, I don't. I just robot. <laughs> I know there's one don't, really I, I want to hear obscure don't, don't actor. Don't in even it. say you've so. run too many movies for me <laughs> over the course. Name of my one. Life. <laughs> I, I the last conversation we had, you ruined a movie for me, and I've said it was a it was a Disney movie. What was it? You told me. Uh, the yeah, the people inside the brain. Uh, no, inside out. Good dinosaur. No, 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 no. Wally. No, oh, forget. No, oh, oh, forget it. <laughs> Well, we've taken. We're up. Ten minutes is up. Somebody hit the bell. Ten minutes is over. So, in 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 a few seconds, we're going to begin with our thirty minutes of ideas. We're going to try and do thirty ideas. Um, um, and the the thirty ideas will center on this idea of movies. Movies are huge in our culture. All youth groups, you know, need to be able to speak the language of story. Um, we've all used movies in our ministries, and so. Uh, everything is on the table as long as it comes back to or relates to movies in some way. And this will be our gift from the digital side hug to you, the listener, here during the holiday season. So perhaps we'll have uh, some some holiday movie suggestions. All right, uh, let's get the bell going. Who's going first? Is it me? Okay, well, I'll start with this. We did uh, many, many years ago uh, here at Otter Creek, we did something called the Worst Movie Marathon Pledge Drive. So we've all heard of movie marathons. Um, we did one where we challenged students and we, we gave a list of terrible movies that we were potentially going to watch. We put these movies in a, in a bowl and we pulled the names out and we had to watch these movies. It was 24 hours and we had our students get pledges to raise funds so somebody would pledge $5 per movie. And, if, and once you fell asleep or stopped watching, you were out and you, you had to go home and the and so you sat there through these horrible movies. We're talking Problem Child Two type horror, <laughs> Beethoven's uh, Sixth. Yes, it, yeah, that's right. Um, we watched Cop and a Half. Ooh. We saw It's Pat, and <laughs> it was a. But we, we we made some money fundraiser. 
Uh, okay, so when you think about soundtracks, movie soundtracks that are, um, we've, we've done a series where we talked about that worship is the soundtrack for our life. And so we would play, you know, different soundtracks and let people guess not only what movie it was from, but what was happening in that part of the movie mm. um, to see if you could, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about soundtracks. And then if you go and Google the Star Wars throne room sequence, if you, uh, it's on YouTube, the Star Wars throne room sequence without the music. Um, it's hilarious the difference that a soundtrack makes. They mm-hmm. show the same scene, take the music out. It's really funny to watch, and it makes a pretty good point. Yeah, it makes a pretty good point about how uh, when we re- remove worship from our life, what it does to, to kind of remove the soundtrack of our life. So a good talking point. That's very similar to the idea that that exists in several YouTube videos where. You, you take uh, the ending to a great movie like Three Amigos and you insert the music from an ending like the movie Saw, which actually is on YouTube. You're welcome, everybody. Um, <laughs> my, mine will start simple with an event idea. Your city may not be as equipped as we are in Nashville, but we, we have small theaters around here that will show things like uh, Franklin Theater showed Elf a few weekends ago. Uh, the Belcourt shows family movies on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., um, the the symphony downtown just had a couple performances where they the, they played the score of Home Alone while Home Alone played. Yes. You know, and, and so finding things like that where you can take your students to the the Home Alone experience was amazing. It's one of the coolest things I've ever I've ever experienced. Shout out to the Skirmerhorn. So, so th- those kind of things are really fun to take students to to go watch Elf in a theater with your students when that's a movie that is you know hasn't been out or or older movies. Um, so I just look around, find those experiences when you're traveling in a big city. You know, look at some of those old theaters and see what kind of experiences you can find for your students. Yeah, I know cool in stuff. Memphis they do this. At the Peabody. I'm not the Peabody, at the Orpheum. Okay, piggybacking off the elf idea. Uh, you could show elf, but also this is kind of m- more holiday-esque and movieist. But the uh, perception that your that your students have of God and how he's always watching them and these incorrect stereotypes, kind of have an elf night, show elf, and then, then play a game where you divide your students into groups and have them pitch an alternative to help elf on a shelf for you. Have them get in groups of three or four, have them draw whatever it is. It could be a gnome on a scone. I'm not sure what it would be. But have all your <laughs> all your teens pitch the next big thing dwarf to on elf. A warp. Yes, dwarf on a wharf. Just something that would be an alternative. But after that, you talk about the incorrect perception of God as a cosmic cop. God's not watching you to bust you. I like that. I like that idea. That's good. Are we sure that was a minute? This is we've lost oh. our timer. All right. So we're we're not sure if it's a minute, but we are going to move on. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, we were close. I. How about a parents' night out? Only instead of the normal way you do parents' night out, where where you allow parents to drop their their children off, you know, and you do kind of a youth group babysitting service, that that's a great idea too. In fact, that may come up later. But what I'm talking about here is a parents' night out where you invite the moms and dads in your youth ministry to come to the building without their sons and daughters, without the teenagers in your youth group. Um, the the teens stay home, the moms and dads come to church to enjoy a night together. Uh, perhaps you serve dinner, uh, which would be a great idea. And you show some kind of awesome mom and dad movie, like a couple of ideas. Uh, one, and it's a little difficult to find maybe on film, although they made this last year, so I guess you could find it. Into the Woods is a great film about what it means to be a parent. Uh, hmm. And it asks some really important questions. It has some mature themes in it. The old Broadway you know, version is incredible as well. Four Seconds Left and also Mary Poppins, a terrific parenting movie. Not Salem's Lot. 
You were late on the bell. Uh, maybe uh, Oscar awards for your volunteers, where you have everybody dress up, the youth group shows up, or just for your youth group. They show up with a red carpet. Uh, you have people uh, interview them, um, and then they come in. You have the music and all of the glitz. You have it set up. The stage is set up. Uh, then you have categories for the, the volunteers, uh, and they can be funny categories suited to your group. You're not necessarily giving out best volunteer and best supporting volunteer, but you know uh, best um, moment uh, on a retreat or whatever it is. I mean, you could brainstorm some other ideas, but they get the award. They come up. They make a speech. You get a nice trophy, um, and that'd be great. Well, I, what time we got? 15 no, you four, Fourteen seconds oh, left. Yeah, okay. keep going. You're not. No, rich. that's it. That's all I got. There's nothing else. You got ten more seconds. Any responses to that? Any thoughts on that? It's Any great idea? <laughs> uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> Y'all stop faking people out. Let's we got a full minute. Here we go. Um, I would say, and I forgot which one I was gonna. Oh, um, to if you've got a big movie event coming up, like you're gonna do a, a screen on the green, an outdoor movie kind of thing, or some sort of big. Uh, movie thing that you're going to celebrate. Help let the students decide what movie you're going to watch. Create a bracket with maybe 64 movies that are possible. And every week, you know, every Sunday, Wednesday, you have some sort of mini competitions to eliminate some of these movies until you you reveal, you know, the, the few days before what the actual hmm. movie is going to be. Um, and so you create some excitement for a big event. Uh, over the course of weeks, you know, leading up to that event by letting them decide, you know, having thumb wars to determine whether this movie is better than this movie. Uh, you could you could also contact our own Todd Lloyd here uh, and, and use his list. Todd has written a list of the greatest Christmas movies of all time to set your bracket, to do the seating. And I think it had 50 okay. movies, right, as you could go all the way up to yeah. 50 seats. Okay, so how about, and I, I, I would imagine most people have done this on some level, downloading a script of a popular movie, whichever movie you come up with, and then having a casting call from your teens and having them try to read the script, maybe along with the background music from that particular scene, and just see how much they can reflect the actual movie. Uh, if you can't come up with an analogy from that, then you probably don't belong in Youth Mastery. That was a little harsh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So... I just, are you recreating the movie? Yeah, there? you're recreating the scene, trying to recreate something as close as possible without being the real thing. So you're the one that has the script, and they're trying to act out the movie. Yes. And okay, good. I like that. Uh, all right. So our timer keeps turning off on us, and let's Just see how many seconds we have. Okay. No, but we're not done yet. So any other responses to this? I love the idea of Are getting something people... out. Do people choose the roles that they act? Do they? Do... Yeah, you can do it a lot of different ways. We've done it a lot of different ways. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, building on the fundraiser idea, can we use David's laugh as the signal to move to the next? <laughs> I went. I went to uh, uh, something called Nickel Night one time about thirty-five years ago. I was probably six or seven years old. I guess that would be thirty-six years ago. Nickel Night and the hot dogs were a dime and the cokes were a nickel, and this was hosted at my church. And so the idea that I'm throwing out is do a youth group fundraiser where it's free to come to the movie. For families can come for free. You're selling food at the concession stand for a nickel, for a dime, maybe even popcorn for a penny oh, or I something like that. You're nickel and diming them. And, and then, that's right, and then, of course, before the evening ends, you know, you just let parents know that if they'd like to donate for the mission trip to Mexico, that, that you know, you'd be happy to accept those donations and here are the ways that you can turn in. You, you obviously can't pay, you can't charge people, you know, to watch a movie of that nature, and you probably should get permission from the, the company that produces the movie. 
Well, we, uh, being 2015, we just did a fall retreat centered around uh, Back to the Future, and we called it Future Self. Uh, you could do this any year, by the way, because we had an, uh, an 80s theme uh, or a 2015 future theme. We showed clips from all of the movies, but it was centered around the second one. We made bookmarks for all the kids that were hoverboards to put in their Bibles. And then the retreat kind of culminated with them writing letters to their future self using the stationery from Lou's Cafe, where Marty writes the letter to Doc to warn him that something's going to happen to him. We found some blank stationery. The kids all write letters to them. We've sealed those up. And our plan is at least five years, if not to hold on to those for 10 years and to send them to themselves. And uh, and we walk them through at each <laughs> session what to write in this letter to your future self so that it was a pretty thought out letter. So lots of back to the future kind of things you can uh, can do with that. you got to remember to send it to them, though. Yes. I've got a box of letters from 10 years ago. I have ago. a stack on my desk right behind me that I've got to send this year. Um from 10 years ago? No, from five years ago. Um, <laughs> wow. uh, I love doing character studies. Christmas time makes me think of Every few years I break out the, a Christmas story character study, and you look at the main characters and, and think about um, how each of them represent personality traits that some of us carry. Uh, a Christmas story is one of my favorite ones to do with that. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a great one to look at, at what are the personality quirks or traits that these people have that... that that, that we want to avoid or that we want to possess. And so those are a couple of the movies I love, kind of examining characters and showing little clips from each character and, and thinking about who we are. And what, I don't know, maybe you've got any other ideas, movies you love that have a great cast of characters that are fun to, to think about. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, totally. Uh, the Strictly Ballroom is one of my favorites. Uh, that that you you know you look at the different characters and the roles that they play and the ways they can have. So a couple of years ago, the kids fell in love with the story of redemption that is Les Mis. And I think we all love that story of of just you know the it's pretty the, good the full circle that you come to. So. The book was better. Yeah, well, no, I can tell you it wasn't. Uh, we the wa- idea of redemption is, is, a, is a winner. <laughs> so we watched the movie, and we all were singing along with it, and it gave me this idea. So three weeks later, we had another, we had Les Mis Night, and then we had Les Mis Night 2. But Les Mis Night 2 at our house, we showed it on our screen at the house, but the kids picked characters, and they drew a name, and they weren't sure who they were going to be, but we put the closed captioning on, and you had to sing all your parts, and you had to act out your parts while your part was was on the screen uh it worked out beautifully much better especially when the guys got girls roles and vice versa oh the hilarity you do have to cut out the <laughs> sasha baron Cohn uh man about master the, house. Of the yeah, house master of the house you don't want to do that scene <laughs> that's a great movie all right uh lord of the rings is a classic the trilogy is amazing there's tons of great things in it obviously written by uh a christian um J.R.R. Tolkien was one of the greats. And not long ago, I, I got an opportunity to, to be a, the speaker at a retreat. What Aubrey, shout out to Aubrey, uh, who's a former DA, uh, digital side hugger. Um, and Aubrey did a fellowship retreat. And the, the, the artwork was the Disney logo, but it was the tower of, of you know, Mount Doom, actually, with the, the Disney logo. And the, and the tagline was, one does not simply walk in. Uh, and we talked about how life can be difficult and how you're on a journey together. We talked about the different elements of the fellowship and the way they're on a journey together and the way they have to work together. And it was really cool. And of course, Lord of the Rings is one of those, David, like you were talking about with different characters who play different roles. Um, and, and, and also in the Lord of the Rings, you have this great conversation between Sam and Frodo about how our, you know, we're living a story that's still going on. 
which I think you is spoke a great at a retreat idea. for us 15 years ago, Return of the King. Yeah, that's right. If that's you right. are a youth minister, you're probably aware of resources like this. But if you're listening to the digital side hugging or a volunteer or a student, then maybe you are not. But um, different websites. The one I'm thinking of is uh, Jonathan McKee's uh, the Source for Youth Great website. Has it the Source FYM has an entire movie section, uh, movie discussion section. So you can plug in a movie, and chances are a lot of movies are on there. Or you can just find one from there to use. As um, I think you can search by topic. There's also a group publishing and youth specialties years ago published books called Blockbuster Video Ideas. Um, Movies movies that teach. Yeah, and I right, and I think that was back when there were Blockbuster Stores. Actually, I think Doug Fields did Movies That Teach 1 and Movies That Teach 2. So those are great sources. There's a new one called Jesus at the Movies. Okay. Remind me when it's David's turn next time I'll interject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think... I, th- I think um, a journey through time through with movies, a, a marathon if it was focused on, on working your way through, maybe you pick a 50s movie, a 60s movie, a 70s movie and work your way what through. What if it was the same movie that was made four times? You, like, you, I don't know. Uh, Is that possible? Like, uh, oh, the Miracle, on, 30, candidate? Miracle oh. on 34th Street. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Christmas! Christmas tie-in! So you could, yeah. So finding movies where you could watch and see the progression of time, but like a, a movie that epitomizes the 50s, that epitomizes the 60s. And, and let students talk about how things have changed and what things are like now. I think that would be an interesting um, That is interesting because idea. Miracle on 34th Street did change with the times. Because, you know, in the first one, the big reveal was the U.S. Mail Service. Well, <laughs> that, that wasn't really that... Important right. in the in spoiler the alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. God loves to do this. Step away from the. It. Turn off the podcast. David, be quiet. In case you haven't about. seen it. All right. So, how about finding the movie that you know has got a great hook at the end, but you know none of your students have seen it, and you turn it off, and then you have the students finish the movie, and you talk about how. Uh, their lives are not finished and they might think that, that the movie could go in any different direction you let them get in groups and finish the movie any way they want uh, we've done that several different ways it, actually old episodes of the twilight zone are really good to show in that because they're a lot shorter than the movie obviously mm-hmm. but you show an episode especially the episode of william shatner on the airplane you show it to the point where he sees the little imp on the 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 uh, wing on the shelf yeah. imp on the wing that's what I'm, I'm going to do for Christmas with my kids the imp on the wing imp on the shrimp he was they was the imps on the wing of the plane and he freaks out about it and then you stop it right there and say how does this end awesome all right I I I have not yet done this but I'm so excited about doing it one day I'm calling it right now the awkward movie night where you invite moms and dads and their sons and daughters. You know, you, you just have, you have everybody, moms and dads. It's a, it's a, the night would be designed to get parents and their teens talking about sex. So you watch a movie. You don't announce it in advance. You tell them what's going to happen. I'm you sure say, Doug Fields wrote some really good books on this also. <laughs> you, say, you say we're going to watch a PG-13 movie that is going to make everyone uncomfortable, but is not going to show you know nudity, or maybe it's only going to show a smidgen of nudity or something like that, because I think it would be appropriate to have you know bits and pieces of... of you know, 16 Candles. Well, I, what I'm saying is... Find a movie, uh, an idea. She's the man would be one that fits no. the bill. No nudity, but they're they're talking about body parts, and there's lots of sexual tension in the film, and it just gives parents a chance to see this is what teens are watching, 
and it allows teens to say, okay, my mom and dad know about this now. Now we have to talk sex. Sorry. <laughs> All right. A few seconds left. Well, I'm going to totally switch gears. Uh, years ago, there was a movie made called The Gospel of John. Uh, I should have found another idea. But uh, in the, you know, it, it's really well done. I like it because uh, the actor who plays Jesus also played Desmond uh, from Lost. Yeah, that's right. Um, but there are some really cool scenes. The one that jumps to my mind is when he goes and meets the woman at the well. The way they tell that story and act it out, there are some things in the reaction to the way she reacts and the way he reacts to her. Who knows what really happened? But I remember watching it going, I've never thought about that story unfolding like that. So our teens are so visual, they really should watch some of the, there's other movies too that, that maybe, you know, Passion of the Christ or whatever, but pick a Bible movie, watch a Bible scene, and then talk about it. Um, my next idea is a marathon that um, I'm calling the uh, Old Yeller Marathon, and it would be all movies where the dog dies at the end. <laughs> and, and it would be a, a reminder that live But visit, don't name okay, it, because Skidmore might not have seen that movie. So, so Turner and Hooch. Uh, no, oh, yeah. stop. Don't name them. Well, we got to name them. Marley and Me. Oh, no. My, my dog Skid. No, stop. Eight Below. Wait, what? Star uh, Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah. Ah! You Any, can't show K9. <laughs> You can't show K9. I've never seen K9. Well, the yeah. dog's alive at the end. Okay. Yeah, Jim, yeah, Jim Belushi so, and the, uh, and the I am legend. Benji. So, oh. movies, movies where Lassie you're forced, didn't come home. You're forced to recognize things don't always work out. Yeah, um, and and death. I mean, you know, yeah. obviously, if it weren't for death, the reality of death, we we would not celebrate birth the way we do. Death is a part of life. And if you're the makers of Marley and Me, and you're going to come out at Christmas, you should tell families don't take your kids to see this as a Christmas Day surprise. A great idea. Okay, I, let, uh, let's let's do this. Can we just go around and 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 name quickly for this one minute a great movie, a great youth, youth group, group movie yeah. that your youth group could watch and enjoy and love? I'm going to say Life is Beautiful. I'm going to say Angus. If you can edit out the cuss words, because it is a awesome movie about uh, kids that uh, struggle with self doubt. Angus, this one may be obvious, but the Lego Movie I think is oh, brilliant. Obvi brilliantly obviously, beautiful. Obviously. Well, well, that's another one. Dads need to watch too. Dads, Dads and, and sons need to watch. Yes, that. I mean it's probably cliche to go with "It's a Wonderful Life," but I think um, I've yeah, never seen that. Clearly, I took a Wednesday night, two Wednesday night classes, and showed that movie. It was great. Well, George Are Bailey's dog, George Bailey's I've, I've dog dies. I, I purposefully am withholding. I, I just Kim, choose to not watch it. So at this point, someday, this point, someday you'll someday watch I'll it. Watch it. Uh, so uh, Life is Beautiful is a foreign film. George Be prepared, but it's awesome. Okay, now we're, we're back to back to it's you know some regular ideas. Uh, no, no, we're we're going we're going this way. That way you just went. Okay, so uh, Wednesday nights. What we did was take a Wednesday night, two Wednesday nights in a row, and we used the hour to watch a full movie. Essentially, a, a, an hour and 45 to two hour movie. We spent the entire class hour one Wednesday night watching the first half of the movie. We spent the entire or, or most of the class hour the second week watching the movie. And then we had a few minutes for discussion at the end of that second night. And then we spent the third Wednesday night. We did this in three Wednesday nights. The third Wednesday night was what did we just see? Why does it matter? How does God want to use that story in our lives? The movie that we used to do it, actually, Life is Beautiful was the second one that we did with this. Um, but the first one was called I Am David, which is a phenomenal movie about, and, and it's, it's a World War II story of Jesus, actually. So. 
Well, most people that know me know I'm a big fan of uh, the Toy Story movies, but I'm, uh, and so all of those movies have something to say about identity, and there are all you can find all kinds of discussion starters about those movies. But there's a 30-minute special that came out uh, on DVD. I think it might have been maybe around Halloween last year, and it's called uh, Toy Story That Time Forgot. Um, and it, I went in with very low expectations to watch it. It has some of the more remarkable story points or, or messages, applications of any of the Toy Story films. Uh, um, have y'all seen it? Yes. And it really is brilliant what, what it I says it. about identity. It would have been a great you know, feature-length movie, but you can watch it in the context of a class yeah. and what it says about who are you really and what are you going to do to convince somebody else this is what you were made for, which is the point of the other movies. Yeah. But the way they tell it in this movie, I was I was stunned. And how, awesome. can, how can you find it? Is it out there on Netflix? Yes, yeah. it is yeah. on Netflix. Okay. Every um, Halloween. Toy, toy, speaking of Toy Story, um, you know, there's a book called The Gospel According to Pixar, um, and I think doing a series, a class series, you know, you could stretch that out for weeks by showing clips from Pixar movies. I, I just finished a series here called The Gospel According to Peanuts, and Peanuts movies are fantastic, or Peanuts shows, because you can watch the entirety of one in a class time. Right, if, right. if you cut out the Woodstock and Snoopy scenes, you know, when they're like, like which yeah. are some of the favorite some of my favorite scenes but if you take those out it's only about 17 minutes of dialogue the count, 15 to 17 nice minutes in the new movie Snoopy dies at the end <laughs> and there so, you know. so it's it's great that you know a lot of the students nowadays there's so many students who aren't even that familiar with the Peanuts movies and, and they're fun to watch and mm -hmm. of course there are incredible themes you can find within any given uh, uh, Peanuts movie so mm -hmm. that's a great direction to go there's also lots of things online about Peanuts stuff, best so. Pixar movie Wally. e Okay. All right, so uh, this is an old idea. My favorite movie idea is to give them the uh, give them a large poster board. Let them. I've shared that before, right? Let them share the. If their life was a movie, what would it be? Who would oh, yeah, be, yeah. Who'd be the main actor? Who would be the supporting actors? What would the story be? Would it be a comedy, a horror, a drama, etc.? I've shared that before, so I'm going to piggyback on Skid's idea about identity and stuff. During Halloween, I'm always I, I'm, I've always been kind of intrigued by movie monsters and stuff ever since I was a kid. As a child of the '70s, they were really popular in the '70s. But uh, two of the more intriguing youth ministry movies that can teach that would surprise you are Jekyll and Hyde and Phantom of the Opera, which are both heavily about identity and people crying out to be accepted for who they really are. And the real reason Dr. Jekyll becomes Dr. Hyde and the real reason Eric becomes a phantom are really just trying to escape reality and trying to protect protect something that they want to keep safe. Boom. Uh, the movie The Mighty is a movie that I would recommend that, that you as a youth minister go and watch. It is a movie about teenagers. It is a, about uh, families and the struggle to, to be a family in a world where life gets really hard. Uh, the, the main teenage characters are thrown into a relationship um, because you know life, life is tough for them. And there is one scene in it 
that is among the greatest scenes uh, in terms of you know youth group scenes or church scenes or gospel scenes that I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's a firework scene where a shorter kid uh, that that has some issues that require you know keep him from being able to see the fireworks is hoisted onto the shoulders of a much larger teenager who notices all this kid can see is you know the ground. Uh, he's missing the fireworks and it's a beautiful picture. I think I'm pretty sure I shared this at the uh, 30 retreat ideas, but I'll say it again here because it goes with the movies. And a lot of groups have done this. Um, you know, where you divide your youth group into smaller groups of five or six, give them a video camera or even a cell phone today, and give them a box of props. Maybe you give everybody the same box of props, or maybe you give everybody uh, different kinds of costumes. Uh, and either they all have to make a Star Wars film, or they all have to make a, an adventure film, or somebody makes a soap opera, somebody makes a newscast, somebody else makes makes a romance. Can I, can I throw one in here? Yeah. You write the story and they each make a scene. Okay. And they have to make... I, I yeah, like that. We've done that one too. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And so... Uh, and then you give Oscar awards at the end. For example, best death scene. You require all movies to have a death scene. All of them have to have a, a, a chaperone singing a song. So you give best original song. And you all the movies have to have the same eight categories or same six categories. Uh, but then all the movies are different. And everybody works together. And that's the point of that. Um, I would say a pick an actor and then do a, a movie marathon based on that actor. Not necessarily movies mm -hmm. that go together, but an actor. Um, a Sean Astin marathon where you watch The Goonies and Rudy, which probably needs a lot of language edited. Max uh, Van Iron Eagle. Wasn't he an Iron Eagle? Eagle? I, I don't know. <laughs> probably. Um, or you pick or a Nick Cage marathon. Um, Ma you know, Max Van Sydow. Any any fun? Vincent Price. Uh, then you you celebrate. Maybe you plan it on that celebrity's birthday, um, and and you celebrate Nick Cage's birthday or, or Chuck or Norris's Jack birthday Palance. or Christopher yeah. Lee. So anything like that would any be, of the uh, classics would be a yeah. lot of fun. Um, um, you could do uh, you could do a series of you know Clint Eastwood movies I've and and, and include Back to the Future Three. Sean you know, you're doing characters, really nice the character Clint Eastwood could do. <laughs> okay, you want an excuse to actually show movies, but you don't know what it is. Well, have a series at the movies and just do it over a summer when you actually have class, because a lot of us don't have class in the summer when we're going on these events. But just have an at-the-movie series and pick five movies that you've always wanted to show in church, but you've never felt comfortable actually taking your class time and showing it. But show them with a purpose. Find five movies that are appropriate that teach lessons and then for the last one rent out your local theater and celebrate the conclusion of the at the movie series you can set up props sell popcorns etc etc we do this at our church it's a really big hit every year of course we get complaints that we're not teaching out of the bible but we try to uh, incorporate scripture in every lesson that's for sure well in so. every movie every great story steals the the you know God's ingredients of a great story which yeah you can and take you can you inevitably can count on Disney having a film that's released that summer that you can end that's it a with good point yeah that's a great point okay uh, two ideas left essentially we may do a rapid fire finish at the end but I'm gonna say in honor of the holidays I, my very favorite holiday Christmas Christmas movie is Scrooge the 1970 early 70s version um, which is a musical it's fabulous and incredible but I don't think your youth group will love it, it it's just not a youth group movie uh, your family might love it and you should watch it because it's brilliant and amazing um, it's Albert Finney version of Scrooge 
But The Grinch is a movie that every youth group would love. Teenagers enjoy. Jim Carrey is phenomenal in it. And it's a story about how a young person, which is there's tons of Harry Potter's one of them, you know, stories where where young people save the day and they outsmart the adults who are who are off course. Um, the Grinch is just a beautiful movie with a beautiful point. And it, it's it's obviously by Dr. Seuss, who's amazing. I had another idea that completely flew out of my brain, but I will share this one. Uh, it's fun that we've done some things with celebrity lookalikes in our church and send the kids you know, out to go and find somebody, one of their friends that looks like somebody famous. Um, have them go out and do that, then come back to your meeting place um, and then show those pictures and then talk a little bit about when Paul says, you know, as I imitate Christ, you know, imitate me. Um, how do we look and shape ourselves like Christ? It's just a lot of fun. Everybody has people in their church that look like a celebrity. Um, and just have some fun with that. And then you can obviously tie in a teaching point to the idea of that, that we are to be transformed into the image of, of Christ. It would be fun if there were people at your church who had been in movies before that you know are like extras in movies and find a collection of all those <laughs> clips and um, things right. like that. That would be neat. Like Christian music videos or... Hey, yeah. are, and by the way, so Todd, are you the only person at this table that has been in a movie? Time's up. All right. <laughs> Todd, so, Todd was in a movie. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, let's let's finish. Rapid fire. That's 30 minutes. Rapid fire. Uh, who's your, your, your did, was there a movie you didn't say that you wanted to say? Oh, wow. You, I, I wanted to say a Mighty Ducks marathon. I wanted to say for your VBS or whatever summer event that you do for kids, have the teenagers make a movie. Make a movie of the story of Daniel would be awesome and fun. And, and I'm going to close with much ado about nothing with Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. <laughs> wow, incredible, incredible Never movie. That would happen. Tiny amount of, of brief, you know, hey, if, nudity at the if you're a youth so minister and you that. haven't used the Dead Poet Society yeah. carpe diem scene, what a great way to fit in front of the trophies. Then, then you. Probably ought to do that. So can you say it for us? Uh, just the. Yeah. So seize the day, youth ministers. What a great way to finish this podcast. Uh, we love you all. And guys, that's it. Let's give hugs. Thirty ideas in thirty minutes. Todd is upset with me because evidently I stole his thunder on no, one. Unintentional. That's it. And uh, so we will uh, see you next time on the digital side hug.